When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, rolling along. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are live every single morning with you from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. With the assembled members of the hashtag crew around me, Hembo is here. He is smug and annoying. Nuno is in Bristol. Um, he is generally pretty even-keeled and in a bad mood. Uh, and uh, Bubba not with us today, but he will be back shortly. Uh, we have plenty coming up on the World Series, which was delayed uh, last night because of a rainout. They push everything back a day. So we will find out whether that uh, favors significantly one team or the other. But I thought I'd start this hour with the green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. The Green List is something we do regularly here, and it is my top five this, that, or the other, as chosen exclusively by me, the world's foremost matter, uh, foremost uh, authority, I should say, on all matters. And for today's Green List, I'm going to present the top five most thought-provoking questions in the NFL right now. It's an important day. It's kind of a juncture day in pro football because today is the trade deadline. Teams trying to decide, do we go one way, do we go the other? These are the top five most thought-provoking questions in the NFL right now. Number five. Would the Cowboys be the favorites in the NFC if they still had Amari Cooper? If the Cowboys had not traded Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns for a fifth-round pick. Did you watch him last night? Five catches, 131 yards. He's a 1A. Is he a true number one receiver? I guess it depends on how you're defining it. He's not Jamar Chase. He's not Devontae Adams. He's not a Justin Jefferson. But he's on the next tier. And if you put that guy on Dallas, Nuno, I'll ask the question to you. These are my thought-provoking questions. If Amari Cooper was still on the Cowboys instead of the fifth-round pick they got for him, would they right now be the favorites in the NFC? I think they would because I think that's what they're missing is that guy. I, I think so, too. What do you think there, Hembo? I don't think that I would favor them over Philadelphia, but it'd be a lot closer. Amari Cooper has had three 100-yard games this season. There is not a single Cowboy that has done that once in a game this season. If they lose in the playoffs, it's going to be because that offense lacks explosion. They're not going to win with this cute running black platoon that they're running out there. They're just not. Here's what I will say in response to that. The majority of their games this year have still been started by Cooper Rush at quarterback. That contributes to the lack of explosiveness in the passing game. They also have been missing their tight end, Dalton Schultz, who is a good player. Schultz is a good player. And he's a difference maker, and he's back in healthy now, and Dak is back in healthy now. And let's see what C.D. Lamb turns into for them. And that allows Michael Gallup to play off of that and the other pieces that they have. So I, I still I don't know that it will be their undoing. But there's no question in my mind that if they had Amari Cooper, they would be markedly more dangerous and maybe the best team in the NFC. Wasn't it just yesterday that you said trade trade for the player, give away the pick? 
The yeah. Browns, the Browns, if the Browns make the playoffs this season somehow, some way, that trade will be a huge reason why. Oh, absolutely. The fifth, I mean, a fifth round pick. <laughs> they got a five. They got a guy who will very, very likely not last two years in the National Football League. Forget about getting a second contract. The player that they will wind up drafting as a result of trading away Amari Cooper will very likely not play a second season in the National Football League. And they don't have Amari Cooper. Number four. Number four on the list of thought-provoking questions. Would the Packers be the NFC favorites if they still had Devontae Adams? You know, look, I'm all for players having say in where they are and what they do and everything else. But let's face it, the Packers did not have to trade Devontae Adams. He said he wanted to be traded, and they did not have to honor that wish. They were going to pay him every bit as much money as the Raiders were. Nuno, the thought-provoking question. If Devontae Adams was still on the Packers, would they right now be the best team in the NFC? No, because, and I know they brought up on on Get Up today, the guy that they're missing is that Zadarius Smith. I think they still have, they would have too many issues defensively. What do you think, Hembo? I think the answer to that question is no, but how bad does your receiving core have to be for Aaron Rodgers, the back-to-back MVP, to be ranked 27th in the league throwing to them? <laughs> That's what, that's what Aaron Rodgers is ranked right now. Yeah. That is impossibly bad. Yeah, because they aren't good and they're all hurt. It's that's a true. terrible yeah. combination of not being good when you're healthy and then not being healthy so you're terrible. And that's where they are. Um, but it's a thought-provoking question. And that was number four. Here's number three. Number three. Can the Eagles go 17-0? and Now, I know this is probably Nuno's greatest fear as a sports fan. <laughs> Nuno might be living in a world where in the next few months – the Philadelphia Phillies will win the World Series, and the Eagles will go 17-0. and Hembo, tell everybody why it is actually a possibility. Because the Eagles are at least a six-point FPI favorite in every game until Week 16 in Dallas. At least a six-point favorite in, in every game until their third-to-last game. Then they play at Dallas. Their last two games, they host the Saints, and they host the Giants. I don't know that they're going to go 17-0, and but I feel somewhat strongly that they're going to be 14-0 heading into that Dallas week. And if they win that game, they'll have the choice. Do we want to play our guys and go for this thing? Or do we want to sit it out until the playoffs? I hope they go for it. There's nothing I hate more. And Bill Polian is a dear friend and I love and admire the man. But it drove me nuts what the Colts did that year when they decided not to go for the perfect record. And I say that even though one of the games they gave away was to the Jets and it was the reason the Jets made the playoffs. Obviously, I loved that result. But you got to go for it if you have a chance to make history. I understand the risk of injury, but I, I think if you have a chance to go set, look, at something that no team has ever had the opportunity to do is win 20 games, go 20-0 and 0 and win a championship. You would have the greatest season of all time, the greatest team of all time. I can't imagine not going for I mean, it. Just looking at the schedule, Greeny, I, I cannot find the loss until that You know what, game. but it does bring up an interesting question. Because this is your team. Uh-huh. I was about to say, if it's, that's easy for me to say because it, it's not my team. It's your team. If they're 15-0, and 0, or at any point, they wrap up the one seed. They have nothing left to accomplish in the regular season. Would you want them to leave all their starters out there, play A.J. Brown, play Devontae Smith, play uh, 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 Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. play Miles Sanders, play absolutely everybody and run the risk of injury? My preference would be yes. And the reason for it is because you still have the bye. 
Like you have the buy to still collect yourself. Injuries can happen in pro football at any time to any player. The chance to go undefeated is a talk to Jeff Saturday about that sometime. Yeah, talk to oh Jeff no, Saturday he gets mad. Well, I understand the players wanted sure. to do it, but but the fan in you, like Nuno, if your team should ever find themselves, or the Giants should ever be the best Giant team I can think of in recent years. Not not the Parcells, not going back that far, but the best Giant team I can think of. What was the year? What was their record when Plexico Burris shot himself in the leg? I, I, I hate to. Th- I don't, yeah, I don't even. Were they that that was the best team they had. I think they finished. Yeah, they would have won back to back Super Bowls. They, they would have had an excellent chance. <laughs> that, that was the best team they had. What were they, were they, were they unbeaten then though? Or I don't think so. I think they had mm-hmm. lost one game. If I were they something like ten and one. Yeah, I think they ended no, up with three losses that year. Yeah, they finished. They finished twelve and four. But yes, you're right. They. What did they start? They started eleven and one. Eleven and one. Yeah, that's what it was. And and somewhere in there, Plaxico Burris shot himself in the leg, and that was the end of that. So, um, and and they wound up not having it. But that is really an interesting question. If your team should find itself in that place, like maybe the Bills fans will actually be happy when it's all said and done that they lost that game to Miami early, because they'll still be the one seed. They will lose that sort of pressure to play Allen and Diggs and Davis and, you know, Von Miller and all these guys at the end of the season. There's a, there's a vast difference yeah. between playing for 16-1 and one and playing for 17-0. Here's and the up. thing, though. In the NFC, if the Eagles don't lose, they might clinch like a month early. No, team, no team's going to have 14 wins in the NFC. Well, I mean, what's, what's Minnesota going to have? Right. Well, I know that you're technically already a game ahead of them no yeah. matter what. I guess what I'm saying is Minnesota could chase them. They could. The Cowboys could chase them. I guess. I think the Eagles are going to clinch the one seed by the middle of December. And by then, I'm predicting they still will not have lost a game. All right. Greeny with you here. Uh, we will have time for your calls as we continue. I'm going to leave it there for just this brief moment and take a pause because I've got two more really, really intriguing questions. Both of them are about quarterbacks that are young, that are dynamic. One is headed in one direction and one might be headed in the other. We're going to do that. Plus, we're going to find out just how real a fan one member of this hashtag crew is. We'll do both of those next, and then we'll have time for your calls after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll throw open the phone lines for you in about a little more than 10 minutes from now. I'll tell you when to call. Uh, with the assembled members of the hashtag crew around us today. But right now we are going through today's green list, which are the top five most thought-provoking questions in the NFL right now when we are midway through our list. At number five, I asked the question, would the Cowboys be the favorites in the NFC if they still had Amari Cooper? At number four, I asked the question, would the Packers be the favorites in the NFC if they still had Devontae Adams? At number three, I asked the question, can the Eagles go 17-0? Bubba, give me a little music. Let's go through the top two questions um, that I think are the most thought-provoking in the NFL right now. Number two. The one everyone is asking me, should the Jets bench Zach Wilson? And the answer is absolutely Absolutely, positively, categorically not. I am alarmed about what I've seen from Zach Wilson, but I am by no means ready to give up on him, and nor do I think that they should. I think he needs to have this thing coached up. This is going to be a challenge for the Jets' young coaching staff to somehow drill into his head that sometimes throwing the ball into the third row of the seats is the best possible outcome from a play. And the good quarterbacks get that. I was watching this morning... We ran a clip. I don't even remember what the conversation was about, Hembo, but on Get Up, and we showed a play from the Bills and Packers the other night where Rodgers gets a shot in the, a, a snap in the shotgun, looks right, and just immediately throws the ball 10 feet over everybody's head into the seats. And, it was just, and then he's looking over the bench, and he looks mad. But the point is he obviously recognized immediately what we want to accomplish on this play is not going to happen. I can take a sack. I can try and make something crazy happen, in which case I'm taking a huge risk, or I can throw this ball in the seats. And that's how you get to be Aaron Rodgers. That's who Zach says is his idol. Yeah. That's what he needs to learn to do. I don't remember why I recall this conversation so vividly, but uh, Matt Miller, one of our NFL draft guys, we asked him leading up to this draft, what makes Zach Wilson so different, so special? And he said, well, his ability to play YOLO ball. You only live once ball, right? You don't play YOLO ball against Bill Belichick. You don't play YOLO ball in the AFC East. Like, fundamentally, what you must be able to do is put your back foot in the ground and deliver a pass. Zach Wilson's good at that, but he only does that like half the time. Anytime he does not do that, he makes disastrous decisions that might wind up getting him benched. That's right. And, and so it might wind up getting him benched. But I'm not anywhere near being ready to do that yet. You know what I equate this to? You tell me if this is a good way of thinking about this. So when I play golf, I try to be my own caddy. And I sometimes think about this in life, that you could be your own caddy in almost any aspect of your life, make a decision based on what you would want a caddy to suggest to you. But if I've got a shot, you know, let's say I've got 195 on a windy day out of a questionable lie, and, and, and I can go for the green or I can lay it up and, 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 you know, live to hit another shot and take birdie out of the equation. The answer to my, I always think to myself, I try as hard as I can to think to myself, if I try this shot 10 times, how many times will it wind up on the green? Mm. And if the answer is less than five, I don't do it. 
or at least I think I shouldn't do it. Now, half the time I do anyway, because I think, you know what, but I feel really good today. Or, you know, the wind is kind of blowing this way. You talk yourself into doing it. You are a terrible recipient of the advice your caddy is giving you, but at least that's the advice your caddy should be giving. And they should be saying to Zach, if you, if you don't think you're going to make something really special happen on this play, eight out of ten times, throw the ball in the freaking seats. And maybe that's what they will do. Anyway, the top five most thought-provoking questions. Number one. You're going to like this one. There is a team. Um, I'll put it back in the form of my question. Which team? has the brightest future that absolutely no one is talking about. We talk about the future that the Eagles have with all their draft picks. We talk about, you know which team no one is talking about? A team that could go from zero to 60 in the veritable blink of an eye is the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are, over the last couple of weeks, starting to give signals that their quarterback is getting it and that they get him. And that they are going to figure out a way to make Justin Fields the player that he definitively looked in college like he had a chance to be. Oh, by the way, Dan Graziano said today that while the Bears are busy trading off defensive pieces, they might actually be actively involved in the trade market today to try and bring in a receiver to try and help with the development of Justin Fields for the second half of the season. I love that idea. And they have the draft capital to do it. If Justin Fields winds up being really good, Let's just live in a world where by the time this season ends, we're saying to ourselves, all right, the Bears have themselves something at quarterback. Did you know that as of right now, they have a first-round pick, they have two twos, they have a three, they have two fours, they have two fives, and they have over $100 million in salary cap space. They could go out and they could go from zero to 60 in the blink of an eye. It's like when you dive into a pool, you have to hit the bottom before you can start working your way back up. Well, they were working their way, working their way, working their way. I feel like they've hit the bottom. They've working their way up. But what instead of working their way up, what you can do when you're at the bottom of a pool is you can bend your knees and then shoot yourself back up to the top as fast as you can. They could be in a position to do that if they choose to. Spend all that money, all that kind of stuff. If Justin Fields, and I know this is a monster if, I'm not in any way suggesting these two weeks tell me he's going to be you know, the next great quarterback. But if he does look like he could be something well above average, let's just say well above average, they could get really good really fast, and I don't hear anybody talking about that. I agree. The Bears should not be looking to build slowly and methodically. The Bills have a quarterback, excuse me, the Bears have a quarterback on a rookie contract, which means you should be building as quickly as you can. The Bears have $130 million in cap space for next season and all those picks. Why not Bradley Chubb? Why not Brandon Cooks? Why not trade assets, draft picks, currency for players that you can pay that very few other teams can pay and see what your team can do with that. Those guys, you know what they are. You know they're good players. Draft picks might work out, right? So you're saying make those deals now, not with the intention of trying to make a Super Bowl run now, but you sign Chubb long term. Mm -hmm. He he becomes an outstanding player on that defense where you just traded away two of your best players. Mm -hmm. You bring in uh, Brandon Cooks, who has the big contract for next year, but he has been a reliable player uh, in four different places. He has proved he can play with any quarterback in any scheme and still be a productive player. It's an interesting thought. GMs don't like to do that. They don't want to do that. They want to take the entire offseason to methodically figure out what the market is going to look like and everything else. But I actually like the way you're thinking. We, We have relatively similar views. 
on what this team could be. Anyway, those are the five most thought-provoking questions in the NFL at this juncture, at this moment in time when the NFL could be reshaped at least a little bit by uh, the end of this day with the NFL trade deadline on the way. Meanwhile... Green light, green light with Greeny. All right, I'm going to give Hembo the green light here. His Phillies in the World Series. They did not pl- get to play Game 3 last night because of rain, so Game 3 has been postponed to tonight. Once again, the, you can hear all the action here on ESPN Radio. Which team, the Phillies or the Astros, benefit from the rain out Hembo? The Phillies benefit from the postponement more than the Astros do, and here's why. G- generally speaking, the more compressed the schedule is in the playoffs, the more it advantages the team with the deeper pitching staff. In that case, or in this case, that team is the Astros, obviously, but... What this postponement allows the Phillies to do is bump up their number three starter, Ranger Suarez, to today. It enables them to bump up their number two uh, starter, Aaron Nola, to tomorrow. And it also enables them to give Zach Wheeler, their number one starter, who right now is dealing with some arm fatigue, the ability to uh, have an extra day of rest and pitch game six. Generally speaking, like the Phillies are going to have to outslug the Astros to win the series. That we know. But the extra day will give the Phillies bullpen, which is not nearly as deep, a chance to really sort of collect its uh, breath and also line up their starters for a shot at this thing for the next three days at Citizens Bank Park. We know the Astros are favored as well they should be, but a rested pitching staff favors the Phillies more than it favors the Astros. Well, again, I know they got to Verlander the other day, but I always wonder if you have this one horse, like they, I mean, a guy who is as proven and as good as Verlander, Anything that extends the series gives a better chance for that team to throw him three times if they need to. So that was the first thought I had. Wheeler's good, but he's not Justin Verlander. I mean, let's just give Verlander the respect that that I give him. Mm -hmm. Is there a better chance now that you wind up seeing him three times? I don't think so. What Dusty Baker said yesterday is that Christian Javier, their number four starter, is still likely to throw game four, meaning Justin Verlander would only be used twice. And Justin Verlander, parenthetically, is winless in his World Series career with an ERA above six. So I'm not so huh. certain. I'm not so certain that Justin Verlander right now. Remind me all the times he was in the World Series. So obviously he was in Detroit. Where, where, where was he? In, how many different teams has he been in the World Series with? He's been with Houston, obviously. Let me pull up his log Am now. I forgetting a team? Was he on a. Did he go directly from Detroit to Houston yes. or was there a stop in between? That was a midseason trade, Detroit right. to Houston. I remember. So that's it. Those are the only two places. The, right. He, we were talking about him being like the greatest midseason acquisition maybe of all time. Mm-hmm. That year he went to Houston, he right? He was. He, he, got, he got mushed in 2006 against the Cardinals, in, in 2012 against the Giants, in 2017 against the Dodgers, and uh, so those tw- were all those were all World Series. The first two, no, but I'm saying the first two of those were Detroit. Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to remember the series in my head. This, it feels like this goes back a very long way. The, those were with the Tigers, and then he got traded to Houston what year? In 2017. 17. And, that, and, 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 that, and in that year, the Dodgers hit him around. And in 2019, the Nationals hit him around. So this is just Justin Verlander's thing. I mean, the Astros are favored as well they should be. But Justin Verlander certainly ain't the reason why. Okay, fair enough. I like it. And so how, the real question yeah. when it comes to Hembo, and Nuno knows this to be the question, is just how big a fan really are you? As a reminder, Hembo was forced to go to a wedding Friday night, which I thought was a disgraceful decision, but that's neither here nor there, and thus watched game one of the World Series on sort of a shaky stream on his phone. Wound up being one of the great come-from-behind wins in World Series history. The following night, you were comfortably situated in front of a television, and your team lost. The only answer is that tonight you must watch Game three on a shaky screen while dancing 
because you were dancing. You were on the dance floor watching this at a wedding. I was. And you must continue to do that until they lose again. You mu- until they lose a game that way, you must continue to watch the games that way and only that way. I, I, I think every fan understands that. Will you do it? Yes, I ran this by my council yesterday. What has been decided is that I will watch the game tonight on my phone. But what has not been decided and what Nuno can help me decide is that I'm attending game five, which is now on Thursday. What are the parameters for that, for the in-stadium attendance piece of this thing, if the Phillies keep winning? Well, well Nuno, it seems to me he can be in the building, but he must still watch on the phone. He cannot be in any area of the stadium in which he can actually see the field, right? <laughs> Correct. Now, do we take it one step further? Does he have to throw on the suit that he had on Friday? Like, suit. Like, do, what, what are we doing with the oh. wardrobe? Are you going to wear the same clothes? When is the last time a human being wore a suit as a, as a spectator in a baseball? When is the last time the Phillies might win the World Series after firing their manager in April? That's the question that you need to answer. Let's go with the phones there uh, to anything you want to do. The question is, how you feeling? That, that's the question we ask sometimes on Tuesdays. How you feeling as a fan um, about your team, whatever the case may be? My number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We'll hear from you next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Before we come to the phones here and your calls to find out how we're feeling about everything at 888-SAY-ESPN. Uh, I mentioned earlier I never got to because we had the breaking news out of Indianapolis um, that I wanted to play for you Jim Harbaugh's comments. By now, you've probably seen the really disturbing scene that took place in the tunnel Saturday night after the Michigan-Michigan State game. Michigan um, in a one-sided win over their you know longtime in-state rivals. And Michigan Stadium, the big house as they call it, is, is one of the stadiums in which both teams exit the field through the same tunnel. So they all kind of walk into this one 
for lack of a better word, hallway, and then you know one team goes one way, the other team goes the other way to their locker rooms. But while in there, there was a really disturbing scene in which one or maybe two of the Michigan players were just getting beaten up badly. I mean, really, really badly. And the footage is everywhere. It's easy to find on social media. Jim Harbaugh had this reaction yesterday. What happened in the tunnel was egregious, uh, sickening to watch the videos. Uh, there needs to be accountability. There needs to be a full, thorough, timely investigation. I can't imagine that this will not result in criminal charges. The videos are, uh, are, uh, are bad. An apology will not get the job done in this instance. Uh, there should be serious consequences uh, for the, the many individuals that are culpable. So that was Jim uh, talking about this yesterday, and and Paul Feinbaum said on Get Up this morning, and I agree with him, that I commend Jim for being very reasoned. You know, you could see a lot of different reactions to that. You could have heard a much more emotional reaction to that. Um, And I think that that I think what he said is right. Um, I'm not comfortable sitting in this seat and saying that I believe people need to be arrested for this. I certainly am not saying they shouldn't be. Um, I'm saying that in in his words, I like the way he phrased that a timely and thorough investigation. This can't be something that takes weeks. There's tons of video evidence of exactly what happened. The people whose job it is to look into the stuff need to do so very quickly. And then decisions need to be made as to whether or not criminal charges are brought, which would obviously be a, a terrible tragedy or shame to have happen in a circumstance involving a college football game, but it may very well prove to be appropriate here. I I cannot sit in this seat and say that I don't expect that to happen. In fact, if I had to predict what I think will happen, I think it probably will be that. If you haven't seen the video, it's that level of disturbing, uh, and it's easy to find anywhere you look on social media. We continue in 15 seconds. All right, Greeny with you here. We're coming to your calls in just a second at 888-SAY-ESPN. Our assignment desk just sent me this tweet from Ed Werder, who covers the Cowboys. He tweeted, Cowboys looking at potential trades for a wide receiver. C.D. Lamb's 556 yards ranked ninth in the league. They haven't had a 100-yard receiving game through eight games for the first time since 1973. So it's been 50 years since the Cowboys, who always have a great receiver, right? He frequently wears the number 88, um, but generally always have a great receiver. I I, I pointed this out because you brought this up earlier today. I raised the question, if they had Amari Cooper on this team, would they be the favorites in the NFC right now? Clearly, Cooper is a piece that they are missing, and they got a fifth-round pick for him, which is just awful. Um, But the one thing that you should be reminded of as you consider that stat is that most of this season, the starting quarterback has either been Cooper Rush or a badly banged-up Dak Prescott. Like Dak has come back and started two two games, right? Do I have that right? Yes. He started two games Detroit, since the Chicago. injury. Detroit and Chicago. He started the first game, got badly hurt at the end of the first game. So he started with four, and then the one. So 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 a Cooper Rush started five games, not four games. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing the math in my head wrong. So five of their eight games were started by Cooper Rush. He had the first one against a Tampa team we thought was going to be great. When Dak comes back his first week, his finger didn't look right. And then this past week, the offense did explode. So what I'm saying is, while I, I don't disagree that a move for a receiver might not help, I don't think it is quite as dire as that statistic makes it sound. I wouldn't describe their situation as dire, but this is what our analytics say. It says right now the likeliest NFC championship game is Philly versus Dallas. 
FPI gives the Eagles a 38% chance to win the conference. Dallas, a 26% chance to win the conference. In other words, the Cowboys are right in the middle of it, in the thick of things. If you're not going to be able to add in the margins here, you might look back a couple months from now if and when you're eliminated by that team or another in the playoffs and say, we missed our opportunity. Jerry Jones ain't getting any younger, and there's definitely holes on this roster they could fill today to make themselves immediately better. That would be interesting to see if they do. I, I agree with what you just said. Can I ask you, do you have all those numbers in front of you? Where does Minnesota slot into that? Minnesota has a 7% chance to reach the Super Bowl. That They rank behind Philly. Uh, Dallas and San Francisco. Okay, that was going to be the next one I asked you was the 49ers. Mm-hmm. The, the 49ers, don't let their record fool you. They're 4-4, four and four, but they're really good. The acquisition of McCaffrey, they've been hurt all year long. Kittle was hurt. Defensive guys were hurt. If they're all healthy, they're going to go on a huge second-half run. They're going to be very dangerous playoff time. Th- those are the four big teams in the NFC right now. You have to give Minnesota the credit with the record they have. Dallas, Philly, and San Francisco, I know the Giants are 6-2, and two, but I put them a step below all those. All right, time for you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. The number is 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. And in college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. We want to know how you're feeling. Bubba, who's first up? Yeah, we'll start with Mike. Mike, you're on ESPN Radio on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Mike, how we feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great about those Niners and Christian McCaffrey, man. Uh, you, you can even play quarterback if we need him to. I think we're looking good coming out of the bye week getting healthy. He did throw a touchdown. And look, Garoppolo, he's such an X factor in all of this. Did you see the touchdown he threw to Kittle in the back left corner of the end zone in that game? Like, Garoppolo played great. And he, every now and again, plays really well. And they've got so many weapons. Like You don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to make Garoppolo a million times better? Just his presence is. Garoppolo, here's what I would say about Garoppolo. When we talk about what, what is the stat wins above replacement player, what is a replacement player? Is he defined as the, the exact average player? Uh, yes, a replacement level starter at the position. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo is the exact definition of an average mm-hmm. NFL quarterback. He's exactly that. He's not better than that, but he's also not worse. So if you put an average quarterback, which he is, and you give him Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Kittle and Ayuk and all of this stuff and Trent Williams that is his left tackle, that average NFL quarterback is going to win you a lot of games and might even win you the Super Bowl. And I would not put it past them to do that this year. And one name you did not even mention, unless I missed it, is Kyle Shanahan, who might be the best play caller in the NFL. That team is absolutely stacked on offense. And the defense is loaded and awesome and really, really good. Yeah. Right now, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, let's not go there right now because Philly still looks really good. You want to, though. You want to. If I had to bet money that mattered to me right now on one team to win the NFC, I think I would bet it on San Francisco. There it is. I really do. There it is. Would you? No, I, I would still. Philly's better, but the odds in, are definitely in San Francisco's favor. Take the odds out of it. You're, you, you, you're picking San Francisco to go into Philadelphia in January and win that game. Right. Man. They'll be that much better in two months than they are now. Yeah. Wow. I'm hopelessly biased. What, what do you think, Nuno? <laughs> <sighs> From your lips to God's ears, because that's what we need. Like, we, <laughs> we, we need that to happen, because the last thing I want is a, a Cowboys-Eagles-NFC Championship <laughs> game. Oh, geez. That would be difficult. <laughs> now, it's, it's likelier. See, the Eagles are going to get the benefit of, not of, A, not only the bye, but B, not having to play both of those teams. Right. Like, if we think those are the three best teams, 
the the winner, the Cowboys and 49ers will probably have to win two games against that competition. The Eagles will only have to win one. There's still a lot of football left before we figure that part of it out. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Kyle. Kyle, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Kyle, how are we feeling? Uh, I'm feeling worried. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. Uh, You know, I'm 30, so my entire life is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing it come to a screeching halt. And barring a trade in the next couple hours, I don't think we'd make the playoffs this season. I agree with you. And, and you know, that is a really interesting perspective. Thank you for the call, Kyle. The the Packers have had... I don't know that we could look this up. I mean, Montana to Young, some of the others, they've had the, I would have to think they've had the longest uninterrupted run of first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback play in NFL history. Uh, Brett Favre is a first ballot Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers certainly will be. Has any team ever had, Favre became the starter there, I want to say 93? Uh, that's right. No, excuse me, 92. 92, was he drafted? Because he, he, tra- he was traded from Atlanta after one year. So he was in the 91 draft that's right. and then 92. So, so that's whatever, call it 31 seasons or whatever it comes to. Let's use a nice round number. Let's call it 30 years, 30 consecutive years of first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback play or even Hall of Fame quarterback play. Take first ballot out of it. Has any team ever had that? The greatest baton handoff before this one was probably Montana to Young, but there's no way that was 30 years. Steve didn't play nearly that long. Um, and he started his career in other places. He was in the USFL, then he was in Tampa. So I'm going to say Montana to Young was probably more like 22 or 23 years. That's just a guess. But it was something like that. No one else. I mean, Peyton Manning handed it to Andrew Luck. That obviously went awry. That could have been epic. There's probably things I'm forgetting. This probably isn't something that can be looked up in 30 seconds. Right? I actually had this at some point. I'm going to dig while you're taking more calls because I think I had this stashed somewhere when we did this. We'll see. Once upon I, I have to believe it's the longest run of all time. And now all of you Green Bay fans, unfortunately, are going to find out what life is like for the rest of us. You're going to go back to Don Majakowski and Lynn Dickey and all the people who are your quarterback between Bart Starr and Brett Favre. And now you're going to know what life is like when you don't have the best guy at that position basically every week. Spoiler alert, it's not fun. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? We got John. All right, John, you're on with us here. John, how are we feeling? You know, I'm feeling extremely optimistic right now. I'm a, uh, a diehard Russell Wilson fan, diehard Broncos fan. We've got the brand-new ownership, brand-new management, and uh, this play calling I think is going to get it together. We've been in the primary uh, primetime spotlight. We're going to remove ourselves from that, get a bye week, and we're going to flip our script. What do you think? Should I be this optimistic? No, I mean, I don't think so, but I love that you are. I mean, do I share your optimism? Absolutely not, but that's a much better way to live. You know, my buddy Scott Van Pelt was the first one I heard say it uh, during the the COVID pandemic, and I sort of adopted it as my own motto as well. I'm going to choose to be optimistic rather than pessimistic because it costs the same and it's a lot better way to live. So that, that's a much better way to be a fan. Now, it's not my natural tendency, <laughs> and I'm not a fan of the Broncos, so I don't have an emotional attachment to it at all. But I would describe myself watching it from afar as very worried about your coach and at least a little bit worried about your quarterback. Um, and they can change the coach. They ain't changing the quarterback for a long time. So I don't share your optimism, but I love the fact, John, that you have it. It's a much better way to live. So I wish you the best of luck with that. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, give me another one. Let's go to Bobby in New Jersey. All right, Bobby, how we feeling? 
Hey, we're feeling a lot better than yesterday. Uh, staying positive about our Jets, thanks to you. I uh, just want to talk about how Zach Wilson is going to have a bounce-back week, beat Buffalo, and shock the world. Let's go, Greeny. Well, look, that would surprise me enormously. He could have a bounce-back week and not beat Buffalo. I, I don't know that Buffalo is going to lose another game this year. So I don't think you read anything into how good the Jets look against Buffalo. The Bills are the, in my opinion, with apologies to Hembo and the Eagles, I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL. They're the most complete. They're the best team on both sides of the ball. What I want is for Wilson to look like he learned something from the mistakes of last week, to not be careless with the ball, to not be reckless with the football, to not think that I got to make two miracles happen at minimum to find a way to win this game. I'll be okay, 100% okay, if the Jets lose this game, particularly if it's even remotely competitive. Because the reason is the schedule then shifts dramatically, and I'm pulling it up here if you bear with me one second. The the schedule goes to a much friendlier place. They get the Patriots again. That's a game the Jets should have won nine out of ten times. They better be ready for that. Then they get the Bears. They have the Lions still to come. They have the Jaguars still to come. They have uh, chances to win some of these games. Again, the Jets are not going to finish 11-6. and six. I don't think that's what's going to happen here. But I do believe they have a really good chance to win nine games, maybe ten, and develop the quarterback along the way and leave you feeling like this offseason you have a chance to build a team that could actually compete for a deep playoff run. Did you look that thing up? I finally got it. All right. All right. So the Packers have started an MVP quarterback in now 31 straight seasons. That dates to 1992 when they traded for Favre. All right, so get, don't, don't tell me the answer. I will not. Let me try and guess. Thank you all for the calls, by the way. I love this stuff. So 31 consecutive seasons, they have started a quarterback who at minimum won a league MVP. Yes, that, that's the longest streak in NFL history, but only one of six such streaks that span at least 20 seasons. And so what I have for, for you is, that list. Do you want to guess Cole? Do you want me to give you the, the team, the years? What do you want? No, I, if you gave me the team and the years, I'd know it immediately. I'm going to try and guess Cole. Okay. You said there's five others? There are five others. So the 49ers have to be one of them. Yes. Montana to Young. That was 21 seasons. Okay, so. Eight, 90, uh, 79 to 99. All right, so it was even less than I thought it was. Um, that have won consecutive. Uh, the MVP award goes back how far? Uh, to the mid 50s or early 60s. All right, so it goes back that far. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think of teams that had multiple quarterbacks. The Packers wouldn't have had anybody on either side of Bart Starr. The Steelers wouldn't have had anybody on either side of Bradshaw, who may not have won MVP anyway. The Cowboys did not go right from Starr back to Aikman, so it's not going to be them. Um, These are hard. It's consecutive seasons. Uh, give me a minute here. Just give me a minute to think this through. If uh, Right now I can envision people yelling answers at their radio. I want to get this so badly. Quarterbacks who won MVP awards. Yes. Most, con- most consecutive seasons with MVP starting quarterback. All right, give me an, give me, go on, give me an era. So the, the most recent one ended in 1992. So you got to think a little bit so further it's a, back. So it's a ways back. So yes. ended in 1992. And the earliest is 1948. All right, so so forty eight is that Otto Graham and someone? Is it Sid Luckman and someone? Is it Sammy Baugh and someone? Um, is it who else would have been a great quarterback back in that era? Y. A. Tittle and someone? Yes. So from nineteen forty eight to nineteen seventy one, the Giants had twenty four straight seasons with Tarkenton. Su- did Tarkenton su- succeed Tittle? There was one in between, but there and he and there are four Giants quarterbacks that 
that check this box. Actually. Wow. Okay. So you're gonna have, we're going to have to start speeding it up sure. here. So we got the Niners. We got the Giants. I got three more. Yes. The most recent one ended in 92. Yes. And these are sort of forgettable MVPs on, this, on, this, on the same team. Oh, shoosh. All right. Just, 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 just slowly tell, tell me the team. So in 71 to 92, Cincinnati Bengals. So Ken Anderson and Boomer Esiason? That's right. Okay. 1951 to 73, the 49ers again. Um, that's going to be, what was his name? Um, the left-handed guy. Uh, uh, tell me because we're running it's out of time. Tittle, uh, Earl Morrill, and Earl John Brody. Uh, and, okay, so not the left-handed guy. Go ahead. And then one more? And then 56 to 81, the Colts. So that's going to be Johnny Unitas and Earl Morrill? And Burt Jones. And Burt Jones won MVP. I forgot that. Burt Jones was a league MVP. Jones was a really good quarterback in the 70s. It was overshadowed by some of the others. I always hope the audience enjoys that stuff. I love lists like that. Again, the Packers now have the longest by a wide margin list of its kind ever. And it may be coming to an end right before our eyes. We'll see. I hope your team does something between now and 4 o'clock. And I'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. for listening to Greeny the podcast you can listen live each weekday morning at 10 eastern on ESPN radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app also catch Greeny on get up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.